Welcome to Raising Queens, not just a podcast, it's a movement. Here's your host, Carmen Rosas, a mom, entrepreneur, and queen bee with a love for boba tea and random dance parties. Hi, queens, and welcome to the first episode of Raising Queens podcast. Um, I have a super special guest with me today. Um, she was actually kind of the brainchild behind Raising Queens. <laughs> Although she doesn't want to take credit, she um, was very influential in getting this podcast up and running. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And introducing Kamari Howell. She is a writer, editor, and storyteller who helps people and businesses tell their stories um, or tell stories that change the world. So Kamari, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And why don't you tell all the queens that are listening a little bit more about what you do? Well, as you know, I've said, I do things with words. Um, everything. All the things with words. <laughs> literally any and everything that has to do with words. Um, you know, a, a big bulk of my work has been with books and um, bigger aspects of storytelling, articles, PR articles. Um, you know, I've both ghostwritten and edited uh, a lot of books. I used to work for several different publishing companies. Um, started off with fiction, went to nonfiction, and then delved into the entrepreneur story world and that whole aspect of, you know, helping businesses and entrepreneurs um, communicate, connect, have conversations. Um, and that includes any type of content, any type of storytelling. Um, and then sort of that passive aspect is journaling, which is <sighs> I, uh, very, very, very dear thing to my heart. Um, Super important. <laughs> very important. Yes. Um, and so yeah, words. I do. So anything with words, she can help with. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> um, I love that. Thank you. Um, so I have, uh, we're going to start with some questions and we're just going to see how this goes. Um, my first question for you is what? does it mean to be a queen? Mm, I would say that I think <clears throat> queen is a mindset. You know, I think it's an embodiment. I think it is um, living in, in a way that feels good. I think it's just co consistently um, owning who you are, accepting yourself, expressing yourself, expanding yourself. Um, and I think it's just kind of the way you carry yourself. I don't think it's necessarily having a certain amount of these things or, you know, being Facebook famous or, you know, whatever that is. I don't think it's glory. I don't think it's material possessions. I really think it's just a state of mind and a state of being. It's how you carry yourself, um, particularly how you react to things. And if it comes from a place of integrity and authenticity, and I think that's that's what a queen really is. She's regal. She holds her head up high. You know, she rises consistently in the face of all kinds of adversity. Um, so I think that's, you know, to me, that's what being a queen is. Yes. And so it's funny because when I think of queen, I think of like power and grace, right? So when you think of like power and, you know, the idea of being a powerful woman, sometimes it comes across as being more of like a B word versus someone who has power, but comes from like a place of like grace and compassion and kindness, but doesn't have to like almost like prove herself. If that makes sense. I don't know. 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so let's go into, we're going to talk about journaling. Um, but I want to ask one other question before we really jump into that and kind of how that works because journaling is huge. My daughter has started to journal, um, oh. collecting journals. I've been all about that. Um, but she has like four that she's currently using. Um, super important. Um, but <laughs> let's bring it into legacy, right? Because Queens and, um, just kind of like creating the life that we want and creating this legacy that becomes generational, right? That people know us for. What are three ways in which your work, um, helps create legacies? Um, journaling let's look at that right I think that allows someone to be honest with themselves to express themselves divinely and authentically I think when we are open and honest about where we are in our lives we are more apt to be open to move forward to build that legacy um you know to and I mean really legacy is just constantly growing right it's creating a life that's worth growing into and I think when we're honest about where we're at, we're more open to going further than where we're at at the moment. Um, so I think, you know, journaling is a big thing that I do. I, I do a lot of behind the scenes um, coaching for, you know, journaling and things like that. It's not, it's not a big thing that, you know, there's tons of programs for, but I think it helps people get closer to their own divinity. It's um, an act of faith. It's an act of rebellion. And I think it's an act of growth and self-expression, which is really part of building a legacy, you know, the honesty within yourself. So that's one way. Um, the next would be storytelling um, as sort of a, an, an, a, a business, right? As um, telling who you are and, you know, letting the world see you for who you really are. A lot of that comes across, you know, in our industry is we are entrepreneurs. And um, even if you don't own your own business, uh, most people are entrepreneurs regardless. You know, you're trying to make money. I mean, that's really entrepreneurship. You own whatever it is that you do. And I think putting your best foot forward and putting your best story forward is one of the greatest ways to create a legacy. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of that with content for people, um, communication. Um, I think that that's important to have words that resonate, words that align with who you are, um, and words that propel you forward, yeah. especially in an online world where there's so much noise. Yeah. So that's <laughs> another way, you know. Okay, one more, one more. And one more, I think, um, <laughs> let's see, creativity, which is probably a different side of journaling, um, but I think creativity it doesn't necessarily have a destination, right? You know, storytelling, brand storytelling has a destination. You're looking to create leads, to create connections, to build relationships with clients. Journaling is more or less to, you know, typically find out more about yourself, express yourself, um, to record events in your life, to heal. But with creativity, you know, there is no actual end result. It's just outward. You know, there's no destination, there's no necessary concrete goal. And I think creativity is missing so much in, um, you know, especially with younger, younger people and especially girls nowadays. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of um, 
shoulds that we have in this world. And <laughs> I think we're missing that ability to just be free to just to create and have an imagination. And that's one of the biggest things is creating that foundation to just be creative and be okay with not making something perfect. Yeah. Not making a masterpiece because that is the masterpiece is being open to just create whatever that looks like. Yeah. I love all of those, all of them. And now I'm going to tackle each one. So the first one, journaling, right? I know that you said it was kind of a way for people to hear. I mean, there's so many benefits of journaling. Like I've been journaling for years now. It's obviously evolved um, from where it was like a dear diary. And I was telling, you know, writing everything and anything that was like horrible in my life to focusing on like gratitude and feelings that may come up. And then being able to acknowledge and shift them and not staying in the negative and really setting it up so it's more of like a manifesting of what I want. So more of like focusing on like, this is this may have happened and I felt this way, but this is where I'm headed. Versus before it was like, dear diary, I hate my life. Or dear diary, my parents suck. Or dear diary, you know, like something of that nature. So I've been journaling for years, but it's definitely shifted. Um, but I, and I know that we talked about... Um, I think you said right now that it was like a divine experience, right? But journaling as a spiritual practice, like let's talk about that because I definitely feel like, and every time I say this, it's like, ah, journaling is a spiritual practice. Like it's, you know, in Buddhism, right? They're seeking enlightenment, but it's like when we journal, it's like we're seeking the connection to our higher self, right? The person mm -hmm. who we are at our core, who we are before society and everybody else told us who to be or what we should be doing right so let's talk about that a little bit and your thoughts about that well you you nailed it i mean it is absolutely a spiritual practice that's one of um my biggest things with journaling is it it literally saved my life you know and of course, I started off recording everything. You know, he said this to me today and oh, I hate my teacher and I didn't turn in his homework and, you know, whatever. I hate my parents, you know, all of those things. It was, it was a way to be like, this is what happened today and this is what didn't happen today. And, you know, there's an evolution, I think, even, even in the way that we journal, in the way that we grow. You know, we start off recording things because we are, at, especially at a young age, events are what define us timelines those things are what define us what we can and can't do we're still trying to reach for things mm -hmm. and as we get older and we learn to know ourselves we want to you know flesh out those insides and go a little bit deeper within ourselves and that's spirituality right whatever that looks like whether you are hardcore christian muslim it doesn't matter i think and you know especially like you said with the Buddhist practices, we're all seeking enlightenment in one way or another. And one of the best ways to do that is to know thyself. And you can't know yourself if you're not willing to have true, honest conversations with yourself. Um, and I say that as someone who spent, you know, a good probably six or seven years ignoring my own journal and not admitting my truths. Um, but I feel like you know, when you do that, you numb yourself to your own growth, you know, and a lot of us are shamed by the things that we think we should be feeling, the things that we should, again, going back to that recording our lives. Yeah. We should have these things have happened by today. This is, I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old. I should have this. I'm 33. I should be here. Mm 
Yeah. It's, you know, something that keeps coming up as you're talking, it's like our journals become our safe space, right? Like where there's no judgment other than our own inner critic, which could be our worst, but it's a safe space where there's no judgment from the outside world. Nobody can tell us what we're feeling is wrong or right. And we're able to express everything that we feel about a certain situation or circumstance in our life. So, yeah. I think it can absolutely, it can be a mirror and that's all it should be. And the way that we look at that is that divinity. When we can grow out of shaming that reflection in our words, when we can grow into asking how this benefits us, how does this make us better? How does it make us stronger? How does that, you know, whatever it is that happened today, how does that teach us something? What is the lesson? What is the blessing? you know, what is the curse, whatever it is, just recognizing it and using that, you know, a lot of what I call shadow journaling is being open to see the shadow self, right? And, you know, not everything is light and love and um, you can't really shine if you don't know what that darkness is. So being more open to faults, not as faults, but as catalysts, as stepping stones, as you know movements toward growth and i think journaling is <clears throat> it is it really is it's a religion unto itself mm-hmm. um and it's, it's funny so my daughter has called journaling meditation she's like are you going to meditate and i'm like no i'm not going to meditate and she was like well how come you have your journal and i was like oh this is an interesting and i said no meditation is when mommy puts her head <laughs> and ignores the world (laughs) (laughs) just kidding um but you know I thought it was interesting that her take on it was the writing was a meditation and maybe for her that's what she feels when she's writing and she's drawing and she's expressing herself because she doesn't know how to really do letters other than her name um so she's mostly scribbles and she's like and she'll talk out what she's writing in her journal um but I thought that was interesting that for her, at four and a half, journaling is meditation, which I think She's is amazing. already enlightened, right? Is amazing. <laughs> oh, she, she, you know, a little, you know, off topic, but she'll say things, and I'm like, "Where'd you get that from?" She's like, "Oh, God told me," and I'm like, "Okay, you go, girl." Like, <laughs> so she's definitely, right. you know, but it's the innocence, right? Um, and. I'm not going to sit there and tell her, no, your form of meditation is wrong, or that's not what meditation is based on a definition, right? So like that, well, there's so much. So journaling can be whatever it is, right? That works for you, right? Maybe it is your form of meditation, Um, but it's a combination of, right, getting back to our own, like, experience and our self-talk and figuring out who we are, right? It's a, you know, it's this divine thing where we get to our higher self and to enlightenment And maybe that's your meditation is your journaling. Um, But also putting it on paper um, to really get to know who you are, right? Like this idea of authenticity. um, And I talk about it in my book, um, like the first week we do is like, who are you? Like figuring out who you are. Because if you ask someone, right, the first thing they'll tell you is like, oh, I'm a mom or I'm a teacher. I'm an attorney. I'm a coach. They define themselves by what they do right? By what they do. And it's like, oh, no, 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 it's way deeper than that. And so with journaling, right, like all of these things come up and you're able to realize like your core values and who you are at a deeper level. Um, So I really love, you know, that idea of it, you know, getting us to know ourselves, you know, like, yeah, I I think that's awesome. 
Well, and, you know, I'm just going to give accolades to your daughter because um, that is something else that I believe wholeheartedly. Writing is a form of meditation. Anything that, you know, a lot of people, meditation is sitting with your legs crossed and, oh, you know, your poses. And that's, to me, meditation is just being able to still your mind and focus on something Mm -hmm. and to draw in whatever it is and go internally and then create output, you know, and for, you know, actual meditation, it's breath, you know, you still, by breathing in, you hold that breath within stillness and then you release it. And as you do that, rather than having that like tangled web of all these threads of thought, you're able to untie all of that and have a single, you know, thread and lay those down and then you braid those a little bit more carefully rather than, you know, and that helps ground you. And I think meditation can be anything that helps ground you. So even if as, you know, a four-year-old or however old, I mean, my kids. Four and a half. Right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Half. <laughs> She's going to listen to this. She's grown. Four and a half. She's a grown woman. Come Wait, on. I told, I told her, I told the doctor the other day. I was like, oh, she's almost five. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm four and a half. I was like, excuse me. She knows who she is. It's all that journaling she's doing. <laughs> so you don't get to tell her. I don't. I do not. And I do my best, right? Because, you know, it's all about balancing um, when you're raising a daughter, especially. Mm, especially. Been there, done that. Yes, yeah. I know. Um, so, okay. Let me ask you something more about journaling. Um, I know that we've talked about before different, and I'm sure you know of a ton of different types of journaling, right? So if someone was just getting started, um, and, um, whether, you know, you're a teenager that's listening, whether you're a preteen, whether you're a mom, whatever, um, if you're just getting started, Corey, what, um, suggestions or tips do you have for them to to start right I know that we've talked about kind of like a you know there's different ways morning pages brain dumps dreams um you share the tips <laughs> well first and foremost you have to just start I mean that's just it you it I think too many people want to define what that is and are looking for you know what everyone else defines as a successful way to journal um, And there's so many different methods. Like you said, there's morning pages, which are great, which are essentially a brain dump. Um, And they're the kind of like that first morning. It's like a cup of coffee outward, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you you drink the coffee to wake up while you brain dump to also clear your mind. Mm -hmm. And another way is um, I think, you know, bullet journaling is more of an analog. And a lot of people use that for to-do lists and things like that and don't see that as, a method of journaling, but I think if you are able to capture a thought and put it down, whatever that thought is, whether it is, this is what just happened, hell yes, hell no, whatever, you know, I mean, it could be talking about what you want to do. It could be planning for something. The thing is, is that you are taking a, a flyaway thought and you're putting it somewhere concrete. Mm. That's, that's literally what journaling is. And no matter what it is that you're doing, whether you're just dumping out your mind of all of the craziness and all of the clutter, or if you have a singular focus of things that you want to do, you know, there's manifest journaling, obviously. Mm -hmm. People like to write all the things that they want to happen. Um, People like to write all the things that did happen. 
and, you know, reflect on that. A lot of people journal out their grief. Um, and so there's tons of different ways. But I think what a lot of people who talk about journaling this is that journaling isn't just writing. You know, that's not, that's not what I teach to whoever I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Journaling is, again, it's, it is that meditation. It's that form of just stilling yourself onto one singular thought and putting it somewhere safe. Like you said, it's a safe space, right? It's probably the safest space you'll ever have. Until you and, die and they read through everything. <laughs> well, that's true. That's, that's why you have, you know, those, those, those like fire Fridays is what I used to call them. You know, you go on a fire, you throw all your crazy words in there and let the universe take them away. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other uh, episode, by the way. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> um, How to protect your legacy by burning your journals. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know what, that goes back to story and, yeah. and social media, especially, which I'm, I'm a big proponent of privacy. And I think that's why journaling is such a necessary thing, especially for entrepreneurs, because so many of us don't know the balance of what to share and what not to share. Yes. I mean, we've seen it a lot. <laughs> and, you know, transparency does not mean dirty ladies, laundry. Ladies. Facebook is not your dear diary. Can we just make that clear right now? I like, like to say journal if you want to do dear diary, but do not put it on Facebook. I like Never. to say that it's it's not your hamper. It is not your hamper. You don't need your dirty laundry all over Facebook. It is not your hamper. Um, but I think that's you know that's why journaling and and even going back to like you said what what is what are ways that you can journal. Facebook groups are journals. Uh, Evernote is a journal. Your Siri or Bixby or whatever it is you have on your phone that records your private thoughts and to-do lists and manifesting dreams, goals, wishes, whatever those are, plans. That's a form of journaling. Audios are forms of journaling. Vlogs are forms of journaling. Art, art drawing, yeah. comic books and doodles. I mean, I'm I'm a word girl, but I have probably 50,000 stupid little doodles of, I like to make these little circles and then draw sticks and connect them and they don't make any sense, but that's, it's a form for me of meditation, right? It's concentration and I may not necessarily have a word attached to the line I just drew, but I know in my head, the act of taking that pen and drawing this line has keep keeping it focused. It's keeping my mind straight on that line. It's putting energy into something where mind, emotion, and physical, corporeal aspects all come together. And I think that's what meditation is, right? I love that. Um, it's funny because I think about my idea um, of these like three pillars of legacy that I talk about. Um, and it's the mind, body, soul while we're alive, right? It's balancing all of that and making that into or keeping that in alignment with who you are. Um, and so I really love that kind of that connection. Um, but journaling right in the more, in the traditional sense is words, right? And it's mm -hmm. a form of storytelling. So let's go to number two for um, you and it's storytelling, right? Let's talk about that. <sighs> that is huge on so many levels, especially when it comes to creating a legacy and just recording, right? Like, yeah, I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> well, my, my belief, especially with, you know, in business, right, um, is stories are legacies, personally and professionally, 
every story you have is a legacy. And we have that one full story that tells you, you know, who we are, that is basically the movie of our life that no one will ever see shot for shot. Thank goodness. Um, (laughs) Because so many mistakes in my twenties. Growing pains. Let's call them growing pains, not mistakes. I'm I'm, I'm fully owning it, but yes, they are definitely markers of growth. Um, But, you know, I think we all have storylines, right? It's not just stories. They're storylines. Um, and everything is, is a web. It all connects to everything else. And um, those legacies are what connect us to other people, whether we're here or not. And, you know, for example, I know what your work is. And you deal with people in a transitional period when it comes to estate planning. Even if that's 20 or 30 years down the road, 50 years, whatever that may be, Legacy is a transition. It's transitioning from, you know, having done to being remembered. So you've done something and now you're remembered and you're revered and you are in existence. And that's really what a legacy is. You know, so many of us worry about how we exist and do we exist to other people. And I think we put too much emphasis on things we've accomplished when legacy is not about accomplishments stories are not about accomplishments it's how you live those things Mm -hmm. so storytelling isn't necessarily these are all the things i've done and yay congratulate me you know the again we go back to the entrepreneurship and the humble brag and these are the things i've accomplished but story is how you talk to other people Mm -hmm. and it's how you relate you know when we, we we connect on the deepest levels with people by the way that they share themselves, whether that's dirty laundry or not, (laughs) the way that they share themselves and how, how open they are about their growth. I mean, that's, that's storytelling. And, you know, when you look at it for a business, estate planning, right? When you use storytelling, you're, you're talking about, you know, a hero's journey, right? That's, you know, stories typically are, they require some sort of hero. They require a problem. They require a guide, a solution, uh, you know, beautiful ending, whatever that looks like, ultimately, which is resolving the problem. And when you use storytelling in business, you know, we often think we're the hero. You know, we the business, we the entrepreneur, we the coach, we're the hero, and we're helping everyone else get somewhere. But the thing is, is that your clients, the people you're connected to, you know, even personally, you are not the hero of your own story. You know, other people are the hero of your story. And how you're living your life and how you're going through your story and how you're sharing it and showing up for it, that's the hero's journey. Mm. And I think it's important whether you're, doing that in content or journaling or just, you know, within community, which is another. Um, I really like that because I talk about, you know, obviously like legacy is my, is my thing. Right. And so when I, you know, I ask people and I tell people like, 
you have this one story to tell, right? Your entire life essentially is a story from the moment that you're born until the moment that you pass away is a story, right? You could essentially be turned into a nonfiction character in a book and right. Like it's a story. And I ask people all the time, like, what story are you writing for yourself? You know? And then it's also like, okay, reflecting on your obituary, right? Where they sum up, who you were into maybe a page, a couple paragraphs, who survived you. Um, and so I think that storytelling is so huge when it comes to creating a legacy in defining, I guess, defining, right? Air quotes, um, your life. Um, but yeah, storytelling, I think is so powerful in, in that sense, whether it's in business or just regular life, right? We're all we're all telling a story based on our experiences. Um, and we all have our own interpretations of certain, you know, situations and things like that. Um, so I really like that. Let's go into creativity. And then I actually have a few more questions about journaling. <laughs> My favorite. Okay. Yeah. Creativity. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> I think creativity is, it's a lost art. It's freedom of expression, right? And I mean, it's not the same thing as journaling. Like I said, you know, I think um, they have a crossover, you know, there's, there's a big crossover with um, being creative and also expressing yourself. When the two come together, that's pretty much what art is, right? Right. Um, but creativity doesn't have to end as, you know, a work of art. Um, creativity is just... I think just embodying your feelings and, and putting them somewhere, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, could, would you say that creativity, I mean, yes, it doesn't have to be like a work of art, right? It doesn't have to be put out into the world in that way or like in the traditional sense, right? Of like a creative masterpiece, but that you, <clears throat> as you journal or as you tap into who you are, that creativity is essentially how you possibly solve problems. Like it comes into how you problem solve and oh, absolutely. you kind of, yeah, get through. I mean, there are tons stuff. of studies that talk about, you know, how creativity helps with critical thinking. It helps with relation, you know, societal relationships. Um, it is what helps us have, you know, other dimensional perspectives. And I think, you know, when you have creativity, you do have another element to yourself that is um, not necessarily, you know, you don't have to put it into words, mm -hmm. but being creative is an outlet. Um, whereas, you know, the difference with journaling, I think, is you're funneling something into a place. Mm -hmm. Creativity is just releasing, right? I think that's, that's the difference for me is creativity takes, it takes a lot of letting go mm. um, because we do have a tendency especially as we grow older um, to shame ourselves and mm. to down what we create and when you allow yourself especially like if you look at you know you're talking about your daughter and how she's just squiggling there's no you know it's not legible to anyone else but she's creating because it feels good and creativity mm. is about pleasure it's about fully expressing yourself without you know, an end goal without expectations. And I think that's what creativity does too, is that it releases expectations of ourselves. And it's, it's an interpretation, right? 
Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily a mirror, but it's an interpretation of how we experience things, how we see things. I mean, you look at some of the people who draw, look at, um, you know, people who write poetry, poetry, creativity, and the beautiful thing about creative works of art and creativity is that those of us who get to witness someone else's creativity, even though they have their own perception, they have their own experience about why it was created, it in turn ignites something in us. And sharing creativity is probably one of the most magical things you can do. When you can let go of expectations on how something should be created and you have imagination, there is an aspect of growth mindset that people, you know, kind of forget. And I think it does make you more open to building a better legacy and telling your story a little bit more and um, experiencing life more vividly. And it's, it's, it just feels pleasurable to create. Yeah. There's a lot of pleasure in that, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes back to, you know, when you're creating, like if you think of like artists, um, it's just that freedom of expression, right? Again, it's like a no judgment um, or doing your best to not judge, right? Or doing it without, um, yeah, I guess judgment from like the outside world or expectations. Um, so I really, really like that. Um, and I want to go back to journaling for just a second. Um <laughs> because, um, well, you said it's, um, oh, what did you say right now? It was like being something about being vivid, right? And for mm-hmm. some reason it prompted dream journaling. Um, and what, tell me a little, talk, let's talk about a little bit about that. And then, yeah, let's go there for a sec. Dream journaling. Do you dream journal? If I can remember my dream. <laughs> So if I can remember them, you know, like, and I don't know if I'm even like defining it in the right way. Um, so, um, when I quote dream journal, um, no, actually I don't dream journal. And so I think that's maybe why I'm kind of intrigued by it because half the time I can't remember my dreams. Um, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, dreams are there's different interpretations of what dreams are, obviously. A lot of people think that they're, you know, the subconscious coming out to play. Uh, a lot of people think that they're past events, their whole other world, parallel universe. I mean, the okay. theories on what dreams actually are, um, there's so many interpretations of that. Uh, what dream journaling, I think, does, um, and, you know, we'll talk about the practical things that dream journaling does. When you get in a habit of dream journaling, you are bringing out whatever subconscious stuff. I mean, it, I, I believe fully that there is a subconscious aspect, and you're able to. Um, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some woo aspects into it. Let's yeah, look it. at let's look at tarot cards, right? People use tarot cards. People do divination in different ways. Um, when you do that, it's it's especially if you read your own tarot cards total tarot card reader here by the way palm reader a tarot card reader if it can be read i will do it um i read like paint chips on the wall that's me uh so you know if you're doing that you are there is an openness in your mind to interpret and i think when you bring in your subconscious and when you write it down and when you keep it in that place 
it's a way to constantly go back and learn more about yourself. And the art is in your own interpretation. I mean, yes, we can read dream dictionaries and we can have, yeah. you know, dream gurus tell us what these things mean. But just like with tarot readings and palm readings and, you know, psychics, whatever, anything else that we have, everything is subjective to your own experience. Right. You know, so if you dream about spiders, whatever, uh, which I did not dream about spiders last night, but let's use spiders because I just saw someone post about dreaming about spiders. They may mean something amazing in a dream dictionary, but it may mean for you, if you're afraid of spiders, it may mean that a fear is prevalent in your life at the moment or you're, or you're at that point where you feel like you can't catch something, you can't grasp onto something. Um, and it's out of control. But if you love spiders, then it means something different. So there is no one interpretation. And when you're able to remember, even if you can't remember, attempting to, to journal while you're still in that beta state is kind of like, not quite morning pages, but it's still, it's that process of pulling out threads and unraveling your subconscious. And there's such a beautiful thing to dream journaling. Right. I mean, I know you, you can't remember them, but wouldn't you like to go, go back? and? I see would, them? you know, and there's sometimes where I have very vivid dreams and I wake up and I'm mad, <laughs> I'm mad or I'm sad and I feel all the emotions, right? Where, and those are um, real. Yeah. Those feelings are real. You can't, it doesn't matter if the dream didn't happen or, you know, if you remember, it doesn't matter if that thing didn't occur. How many times has someone talked about, you know, they dreamt that their significant other was doing something annoying and they rolled over, they were mad at them. I mean, it's a state of subconscious. And if you can look at that, it's a, it's a learning tool. Um, Whether you believe in the woo aspect or the scientific or the psychological, um, it's all of, all of that is a reflective tool for yourself. And if you record your dreams and you go back mm-hmm. and look at where you're at, you can also kind of see how your dreams have evolved. It's just an, a story of evolution of yourself. And that's really what journaling is in any form, no matter what you do, no matter what you're journaling about, no matter the format that you journal, it's an evolution of self. Same thing with dreams. Um, yeah, that's totally true. And I think too, yeah. You wake up and your, you know, significant other or was crunching in the bed, chewing cookies, right? And you're annoyed. You wake up so freaking annoyed. You're like, great, this is how my day is starting. <laughs> but getting it, able to, it totally affects it you, and like, you know, kind of release it, um, so that you're not actually upset with your significant other or the person that was in your dreams, or you don't take it out on anybody, right? Because I know you and I have talked. Um, about how journaling can potentially or has potentially saved many lives. Oh, it has saved so <laughs> many lives. Because it is such a great release, right? To kind of all the things that you're feeling. So whether it's your dream journaling or talking about your feelings, like it's just a great, and so what came up for me while we were we were talking was that so much, and we talked about brain dumps um, in morning pages, but it's like so much we keep in our head, right? Our brain is just consistently going all the time. And I know that I'm guilty of it. And I'm like, oh, I probably should do a brain dump. I should journal. I should, you know, why am I feeling so emotional right now? Or what triggered me? And I don't. And so those feelings and all that stuff sits up there with my to-do list that's never ending. And it just is this constant buildup where people get cranky and they snap and they're just not in a state of peace and zen, right? So Mm -hmm. 
journaling literally saves lives, people. Um, so if you find that you know you're snapping, um, it's a place to release emotions, right? So, and especially if you're having a dream about something that's in your subconscious. So say you get into an argument before you go to bed, right? That's still sitting there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do a brain dump before you go to bed or, you know, some kind of ritual around releasing that feeling, it's going to sit with you while you sleep. It's going to be there when you wake up. So unless you're getting it out or releasing it somehow, it's going to stay there, right? Like Absolutely. that's not something that you want to carry with you. And it's, it's not just about the emotional aspect. I mean, there's a physiological response to dreams. Mm. I mean, you know, there's biological responses and we joke about the, you know, saving lives, but in, in, in that aspect, we get into the mental health part of yeah. it. Right. And I mean, I'm not, I don't have any degrees, but I know that my own mental health has, that has saved my life too. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we carry, we carry everything, right? Yeah. Our bodies are so heavy. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. Your body is so heavy with what you carry and what you don't let go. And journaling, whether it's dreams or writing down your plans or writing all the things you hate or love, gratitude, whatever that is, you are not just releasing thoughts. You're not just having a safe space. You're also easing the physiological, biological responses that stress, that worry, that hope, that fear causes in your body. You're no longer carrying that weight. You know, and I've, I've likened the ability to journal as no longer carrying around a backpack of concrete. I mean, because that's what stress is. Yeah. That's what worry is. And even good stress is heavy, right? Yeah. You know, when you're, I mean, and let's look at entrepreneur world. When you're launching and everything is going on at once and you're super high, you're also not doing self-care. So journaling is an act of self-care because yeah. you're creating ease, you're releasing stress, you're eliminating whatever little things that don't matter, significant other, kids not listening, you know, road rage that I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak from experience on. Oh, no, I know nothing about road rage. I can't let, I can't let my boyfriend listen to this one, by the way, because <laughs> uh, he will totally call me on that one. Um, but, you know, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, you know, if they keep spelling your name wrong at Starbucks, people, it's K-E-M-A-R-I. <laughs> Then <laughs> I just I just go with another name now. Um, but it, whatever that looks like, you release that physiological response. Biologically, you are caring for yourself, your body. It's so it, it it's just it's a spiritual practice, but it's also an act of self care to journal yeah. to elim- to eliminate whatever those thoughts are from the physical part of your body. And to put them into a container where you can look at them later, where you can go over them. And dreams are the exact same thing. They are weights that we carry into a different state of mind. You know, REM sleep patterns, we're not fully present in this world. And so we can't control our physical responses. You know, that's why night terrors exist and people sleepwalk. It's very hard to control yourself when you're sleeping. And you know, we don't, we still don't know a lot about sleeping and how that works, right? So even if you can't remember your dreams, going from that first thought when you wake up, feelings, et cetera, those feelings are still there. Those feelings are still real. So I know you don't remember your dreams, but if you get into a ritual of releasing the feelings that you wake up with, 
even if they're good feelings, you give yourself a clean slate. Yeah. Journaling does. Is it's yeah. a clean slate. How many of us wish we had a erase yeah. one of those magic eraser, Mr. Clean magic erasers for right. the day? Or it's like the whiteboard and you just like you <laughs> right. get this blank canvas. And I love that because you know, like every day you wake up is a new day to start over. And if you're carrying the stuff from yesterday or the dreams or the whatever whatever it is um that's just piling on and piling on you know that goes back to saving lives by the way (laughs) (laughs) and the journaling you know journaling is a clean slate like you wake up you have a clean slate you have a brand new day you can start from scratch um so i think that that is beautiful and again you're also (laughs) and this is something i do with people when i work with them on books you're also telling a story Mm-hmm. And it may not necessarily be the things that you're putting down become part of, you know, something that you publish or something that you post online, but you're able to see that evolution of yourself. And that is part of your legacy. Mm-hmm. That is part of your story. Even if your dreams are about weird stuff like Willy Wonka-esque dreams, you're still seeing an evolution in the way that you're dreaming, the way that you're bringing your thoughts out into the physical world and getting to see that. I mean, holy hell, that's a legacy unto itself, right? Yeah. Seeing your own growth and and recognizing how much you've changed and transformed from something. Oh, yeah. That's why rituals like journaling, meditation, walking, whatever your physical thing is, listening, self-care, journals, you know, are just another form of that, a ritual that we need to have in our lives. Yeah. And I, I will say that I'm guilty that when, you know, some of my self-care starts to go out the door, journaling is probably one of the first things, but it's also like, oh, whoa, wait, we need to like do some brain dumping or we need to get some, get refocused um, because it does bring lots of clarity and, um, and clears our head for us. Um, it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, so Anything else that you want to share with us in terms of journaling, creativity, storytelling, um, or what you do? (sighs) Wow, I could talk all day about that. Um, (laughs) I could actually talk about journaling, book writing, storytelling. So much, I know. For forever. (laughs) Um, You know, one of the things I'm working on is using journaling to write a book, to tell your story. Um, And I think most of that starts with what we're talking about, which is creating a practice, right? Yeah. Um, but again, that also boils down to that, you know, spirituality. It's an act of faith. It's an act of, you know, it's a spiritual practice. Um, and I really want to dive into that with people. I want to get more into helping people uncover and, and sort of un, unleash what those things are that they're carrying, lighten themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... One thing I would love to say, and I'm going to go back to it again, we already said it, but there is no wrong or right way to journal. Yeah. It's, it's really just about knowing how you carry things and knowing what feels easiest to release. So if you don't have time to sit down or you say journaling is the first thing to go, calling a friend is journaling, mm. right? Uh, ranting in a Voxer whatever it is, you know, recording it, it doesn't matter. Anything that uh, allows you to release and then reflect Mm. and and then sort of refresh, rejuvenate, regrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that really is, that's what that is. Journaling is not just writing things down. You know, know, I, what, one thing that I love is, you know, um, we, 
you know, journaling we've talked about kind of the traditional sense writing or, you know, drawing, whatever it is um, that works for you. But I know sometimes like recording myself, right? Like when I do a Facebook live, sometimes it's like me journaling in a sense, because I'm like, there's something that I'm working through that I think everyone else can benefit from. Right. Or if I create a podcast episode and I'm like, this is what you guys, the message I want to share with you today. Um, it's because it's something that I'm reflecting on. Right. So I go back like three years and I have my videos or, you know, voice memos in here going off on, you know, whatever it is. Um, but then I can reflect and I'm like, Oh, I was in that space. This is how I was feeling and look how much I've grown. Right. So I really, really love that. Um, but yeah, the Mm. idea is like to just start. Um, and you're right. You know, even when I say like, Oh, I'm too busy. It's like, just do something like, have a conversation with myself, even if I'm talking out loud, right? Recording a voice memo, recording a video, texting someone and just to kind of like get it out or in, you know, typing into my notes or something like that. But just start and get it out. Um, I think is probably one. It's almost like having a therapist in your back pocket because you can do it in any way, right? You have a therapist and a coach, like whatever, you just work your, walk yourself through it. Um, when we reflect, we are our own best coaches, honestly. Yeah. And I think that's journaling. I've said that before. Journaling can be a form of coaching for yourself, right? I mean, it's so needed. And you said, you, you nailed it with the back pocket thing, by the way. I like to say that about Evernote. Evernote is like my second journal. Yeah. And I, I probably have 15,000 notes that I've started with just like one word. Just doesn't matter. One word. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or turn a phrase that eventually I want to expand on. And that that is a form of brain dump journaling. It's just something that popped into my head. Um, usually they're like taglines or weird starts to phrases at some point I will eventually use. And also I have entire posts <laughs> and articles written that I've never published, but I know that they're somewhere. And that's the most important thing is, is yeah. just like you said, you know, you're, whatever it is, you're releasing something and you're also gaining something. Yeah. That's what it, the most important aspect is. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, so if our listeners want to find you to help them maybe get started on journaling, find out more about your program, the services, writing a book, um, getting some help with words, um, how can they find you? Uh, I am Kamari Howe across the board on social media, Instagram, Kamari Howe, Facebook, my business page is Kamari Howe, but I think, I don't know what my actual, I think it's Kamari, I think it's Kamari Word Goddess, facebook.com slash Kamari Word Goddess is my personal, um, but, and of course, website, KamariHowe.com. Um, and we'll definitely put it in so they have like the link to it in the, the notes for this episode, but um, any final tip that you want to share? Anything you want to say? Just please do not hold your words hostage. Do not hoard your story. That is your legacy. I think that is, you know, it's an act of faith to to share part of yourself, whether it's with someone else or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just it. You just have to word by word, you know, I think that's all it is. is, That's what story is. That's what legacy is. That's what self-expression is. It's just word by word. Yeah. Share the words, people. Write the words. The words. Do the words. Word. Word. Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you, Kamari, for being here. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in on our first episode of Raising Queens. And we will be back soon. Bye. Bye.